podcast by Agile Coaching Roundtable ACRT. This is a conversational and interview-based podcast channel where we interview agile practitioners, trainers, and coaches that share their experience, wisdom, and insights regarding all things agile. Hi, I'm Ramya Shastri. I'm Vivek Kuntoji. We, we are your host for the podcast by ACRT. So let's begin. If you are listening to our podcast for the first time or have not yet subscribed to our podcast channel, hit the follow button on your podcast streaming app now and give us the rating. Also, if you wish to contribute to Agile community, share this episode with your friends and colleagues as well. A general announcement to all our listeners. If you are an aspiring Scrum Master, be it from IT or non-IT or a Scrum Master looking for practical hands-on experience, let me introduce you to Agile Coaching Roundtable ACRT's 5-week Scrum Master Cohort Training and Practicum Program which runs every month. In this training, you will get an opportunity to work on real project as Scrum Master and upon completion of training, you will receive intern badge and completion certificate and access to ACRT community on WhatsApp. If you believe in us and our work, check out the link in the description for more information. Are you one of them who thinks OKRs is a performance management tool or someone who uses OKRs for roadmap mapping activity? Are you curious to learn more about OKRs because it's a buzzword these days? Then this episode is for you. Let's learn about OKRs from scratch from our guest Neha Gandhi who is an OKR coach herself. Neha is an enterprise agility and OKR coach. As an agile and OKR coach, she works on agile transformation initiatives at all levels that is teams, division and leadership levels for operational coordination and strategic coaching. She is passionate about creating sustainable organizational culture that supports and empowers individuals towards their growth. Her passion is reflected in the work that she has been doing for Agile community such as public sessions at various conferences including Women in Agile Africa, Scrum Days to Gart, Germany and her volunteering services at Women in Agile Europe one of the biggest conferences in Europe. One of her sessions on Agile Transformation was so good that it got published in the Power MBA Business School. So without further ado, let's welcome Neha. Neha, welcome to the podcast by Agile Coaching Roundtable. Uh, we are really happy that finally you are here after so many uh, re-invite and rescheduling. Finally, we are able to uh, do this today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Ramya and Vivek, for this opportunity. I'm grateful and I'm super excited. This is my first podcast. So really looking forward to connect with you guys. Thank you. Uh, yes, so to begin with, today we would like to have a conversation on OKR and uh, we know that you are an OKR expert yourself. So who better than you uh, who can come over and uh, talk about this. So to start with, uh, I would like to understand from you, uh, for those who might not be familiar about OKR, so could you please uh, brief, uh, briefly explain uh, what do you mean by OKRs and why they are important in the context of uh, Agile specifically? Definitely, Ramya. So it's a very important topic and very close to my heart. Um, working with OKRs for some good time. Um, for 
beginners, for intermediate, for people who are expert. OKRs is a um, uh, amalgamation of objectives and key results. It's come. It comes with a package together. It can't be just you have an objective or just key result, but it's an objectives and key results comes together, and it's a framework um, for agile leadership, and it's a goal management framework. It's a modern goal management framework. OKR is a strategy framework or execution tool, you can say, to guide outcome focused work, create alignment. and engagement around measurable goals now this is a little bit more like elaborative terms in a simple way you can say it's a new way to operate business these days every new company every company even old uh, are like transforming um uh, their organization with the use of okrs um it's very popular framework it got its popularity through google um and um in and when we talk about the history um the godfather of management basically peter drucker he was the one who was working or invented management by objectives uh in 1950s then uh, it transformed like you know from there uh, andrew grove invented okr at intel uh that was in 1970 and after that john doer who has worked with him at some point of time he introduced introduced this okrs to google and from that time so it was the year 1999 2000 and after that google started working with it long back and then they published their um, story with the okr uh, in youtube uh, somewhere around 2013 and from there onwards it picked up its popularity and every other company wanted to try something why google is so um you know established why they are still uh, where they are today right and uh, i think that was one of the major reasons but of course it's it still has its um popularity or it still has its uh, you know um a big name in agile industry or in transformation the reason behind it works and it really um brings business closer to execution so that is the powerful um you know um framework i would say in today's time for every business to learn and every company and organization to understand okay uh, so aniha as you mentioned it it helps business come closer to execution and i think this is where uh, agile basically helps out uh, organizations to to achieve the agility so how do okrs and agile principles in a way complement each other i mean are there any specific agile practices that align well with okrs over here it's a very good question uh, vivek i would say that um, agile complements okrs as a framework okay uh it's not um something that contradicts it's it can be run parallelly as well and when we talk about um agile principles they also complement really well with the okrs so for example when we talk about open collaboration um okrs is also a framework it has evolved as i said it was also a traditional approach at some point we even have agile it was it came from traditional approaches and then transformed and you know went into extreme programming more and more right and then became very modern established like new way of working for today so similarly okrs has evolved and it um it 
really goes behind those or um, you can say complements a lot with the agile principles like having open collaboration or um, having an environment where motivated employees are there. Like the employees can trust the environment. Um, we can have face-to-face communication. It is also preferred. Uh, of course, in our uh, hybrid environment, you can say when we have always try to have camera on and have a communication. So it always complements and enhances OKRs, um, way of working with the OKRs. It also tries to give autonomy to people to uh, reach the best results. And um, as we say in Asia, we have regular reflections. Like just we take an example of Scrum. Um, uh, you know, that is something which is very fam- familiar with everyone. You also have regular reflections and adjustments. So you have every two weeks or four week cycle, you have a retrospective. Similarly, OKRs as a framework also provide this kind of um, process in place wherein you come and reflect, adjust your cycle, and then go ahead. Um, the basic difference maybe I can say is that when we talk about the cycles, OKR is talking about the organization, um, transforming the organization, connecting with the teams. So it touches all the three levels of strategic, coordination, and operational. So the cycle here, or the cadence that is preferred, is three months cycle in OKRs, not a two week, not a short cycle. You're working on some measurable goals, so you have a little bit more time. Um, and then, um, of course, here in this cycle, then you can have a three months time, a retrospective for a cycle, and then, um, you know, another cycle. Um, another thing that I feel which resembles very closely from Agile, um, or it's also an Agile as I said, is a leadership framework, right? So the values that we learned, focus, respect, openness, courage, commitment, all of this is very important also working with OKRs. And the three pillars we talk about, inspection, adaption, or um, transparency, um, these are also foundation to uh, even OKRs. So. Um, I would say, like, uh, also what we can, uh, what I've seen, it, um, you know, Agile, when we're talking about Agile, we're also talking about data-driven approaches. Um, they, right? Like, they go, or nowadays, DevOps. So, ev- everything that yes. complements or enhances Agile works together with it, right? So, when we talk about OKRs, uh, OKRs combines the Agile ways of working plus a data-driven strategy. And when Agile, uh, uh, when we are working with Agile, it focuses on flexibility, collaboration, adaptability to change. In the data-driven strategy, we focus on using the data and analytics to make decisions, right? And through this, we create a powerful, dynamic culture that is constantly evolving. So this combination basically is um, what OKRs enhances because OKRs has as I said, a combination of objective and key results. And key results are this um, part of data, measuring data um, towards an objective. And this makes it very powerful, or at least in my experience, I have to say, it, it is. it really helps in transforming or changing the culture in the organization. Amazing. I love how you... Uh 
brought in the other aspects of software development like uh, devops or uh, maybe data uh, working in uh, in tandem with agile as a complementary practices and uh, that uh, parallel you have drawn to okrs as well as okrs working uh, as a complementary practice or a complementary framework to agile ways of working that is something amazing uh, that i felt and you also touched based upon a point that uh, okrs are uh, at the organization level right and uh, that brings me to the next question uh, where i would like to just understand how do okrs contribute to aligning teams and individuals with larger organization organizational goals um so ramya in that case like we have to understand that um first like when we are working with the okrs any organization working with the okrs have to know why they want to have okrs and so it starts with the philosophy from simon sinek uh, start with why get the reasoning and uh, each company can have their own goal like why they want to have the okrs but eventually as i said it tries to bring business closer to the uh, execution which is from this business strategy from your vision and mission how can you transform this to what as a team as a product team any project team what am i working today how can this relate with uh, like what my company wants to achieve so i also wish to share here like we do agile not like because it's a goal agile is a goal agile is a means to our goal so here as well we need to know with yokas what is our goal and then we then this framework can be modified changed adapted in an organization in a way that it helps them achieve uh, that goal through different various ways but i will just highlight certain aspects that are um, you know that comes with okr that have worked that i have experienced with and has definitely brought those advantages to um not only like the organization but to teams and individuals so the first one is that um okrs provide a single purpose um to the organization so what it tries to do is tries to bring everyone together so it's transparent as we said right um it has to be transparent everyone should be able to see it anytime at any point of time so it should be placed somewhere in the organization where um everyone can have an access and everyone can look into what is happening in our organization what are we trying to achieve when we do that everyone knows what is the where are we going what is the direction of our organization so direction is gets clear and what it does if i know that my work pays into this thing i will be very motivated to do do those things right it will create that kind of uh, motivation but what it will also do it will help me focus it will tell me what to do and what not to do right because i can always refer to this direction that my company has you know outlined that you know this is where we are going and i think this is not ma- making sense so the another aspect here of okrs is it helps in prioritization doing the right things that matter and it is always not necessary that we should know these are the things that we have to do but it is also important what we do not have to do and Amazing. maximum time in the companies this is the 
blocker this is the biggest thing that the organization are caught up into doing so many things at the same time so this is the biggest thing i would say that it brings even in a one of the report it was mentioned um like um, that uh, okrs why companies are using okrs and the reason mentioned was um having this um, you know collaborative environment and secondly prioritization and bringing motivation um, to the employees so those are the biggest uh, advantages that transforms as a as in to the teams and individual level um also it gives a sense of responsibility and ownership when you are doing something which has a higher impact in the organization you feel more responsible you feel more heard you feel more visible and you feel that you know you want to own more so it and gives us also autonomy to do things so it uh, the framework i will maybe explain in uh, in our conversation it also g- gives a lot of uh, freedom for creativity and innovation so this enhances this the you know responsibility and ownership and the other part with the okrs is that uh, as i said it's a journey that has happened also right so at time at some time traditional approaches it was more top down it's not any more this way so when like in traditional approaches we said like a boss would say this is what you have to achieve we wouldn't even say back anything we'll go and just do that thing it doesn't matter how we do it it's a deadline we meet and we just like you know so what happened in those cases we had a lot of flaws which is why we moved into new ways of working and you know um, in the way of uh, like people today want more freedom um, they want to put their creativity in the work they do and in okrs that's the beauty that you have a top down and bottom up engagement so there is a direction given by the organization by a company that this is our vision this is our mission this is our long term let's say a company objective and then divisions departments te- uh, teams can derive how they can achieve that you know um, company goal so you have a bottom up approach and the bottom up approach is kind of encouraged uh, in okrs um that it's like a 60 40 um, kind of a rule and then teams are also given autonomy that okay this is the direction we want to go but how do you wish to achieve that what and then you kind of like set up the process in place in a way that you ask the people uh, ask the employees the team members how can we do this um, how can we um, you know like let's say we have to launch a new product what are the things that we can contribute in this and then you set key results together so then it's not like something that has come from um, you know a top level but then it became something that you also are contributing and creating your own ideas and through this what happens is that i feel wow i feel valued i feel you know I, this is something that i contribute so it gives such a good feeling in the end to work together in a collaborative environment it also helps in guidance to the work so let's say as i said prioritization right i'm working on something now my product backlog says something but my other goal says something we have too many goals how can we align this you can raise questions like that like why why is our product goal not aligned with our company goal 
inspire we going in this direction and it may also lead to difficult conversations but this is what it is about agile also it exposes more than you know then people say we will do agile it will solve things but it exposes our uh, flaws blockers impediments more and of course then it, then we are closer to our destination and this is what you will also see here with okrs that uh, you will see things that might not be the things that we should be working upon and it's totally fine and it takes time for having that culture of acceptance and then slowly i think the company uh, divisions departments and even the uh, teams have to learn working with it so yeah i think this is my overall take like how it kind of you know helps everyone in the organization amazing i love uh, the fact that how you described uh, in detail how it flows from top to bottom and uh, and the vice versa also right and this uh, brought me uh, i may not i could reflect upon this uh, in my own organization uh, that i work with uh, for an example at the beginning of the year we do have such objectives set that this is what we would want to achieve just for an example it could be like we want to make uh, so much uh, revenue or this could be our profit or this could be our ebitda percentage right and that gets populated or divided into different different uh, maybe departments or bus and then each bu gets its own uh, target or maybe objective that to work upon uh, let's not uh, call it as target maybe objective and that uh, objective under one uh, bu further gets uh, divided into multiple accounts or programs that we operate on and that way it's like for each uh, uh, account they know what is the objective that they want to achieve and under a, a account there could be like multiple projects right and then to each project they know that this is what we want to uh, achieve from the organization per se and obviously when we say organization per se that is also aligned uh, to the customers uh, requirement and the outcomes or the value that we are going to deliver so this and at the uh, team level or a project level people do have that autonomy they don't uh, get that directions or maybe uh, uh, what to say commands from the bosses saying that you know what this is how you should be doing it since they have their goal or objective given they are free to choose the way they want to work so there is that autonomy and uh, they are like empowered and they know that uh, we are adding uh, to something so as you rightly mentioned uh, there is also a transparency in that case so that is like out in open released uh, every, uh, to everyone right so everyone if anyone wants to go back and see that what is that we are trying to achieve in this uh, financial year they are free to go and have a look at that uh, document oh, oh this says this uh, so and so thing right that's exactly what i feel now i am able to collect uh, or maybe connect the dots and say that yeah this is how it happens at least in our organization that uh, i work with thank you so much for adding that over to you vivek uh, for the next yeah also just to add to it i mean what i could understand is it it helps an organization to not lose sight of what what is guiding them in i mean when you spoke about uh, the mission when you spoke about the vision and then you also brought up the values so i think these are all things which which an organization looks for uh, to see how uh, you know they are aligned or want to have an alignment towards their 
uh, goals, their actual goals in terms of the strategic goals that we were talking about. And I think then OKR is where it helps these organizations to break it down or maybe make or keep them in in, in a way guiding them towards that maybe in a quarterly way or a, a more of a yearly way. So, uh, I mean, this is what I could get out uh, from this conversation and uh, this really made sense when we, uh, you know, see it from more of a very high level, how vision, missions and values bring across uh, into more of an OKR structure. But moving on, I mean, uh, well, you know, from your experience, I mean, uh, what are some of the most common misconceptions that you have seen across OKRs? and? How, how have you been able to address them uh, in your uh, personal space or maybe your working experience? It's a very nice question, very interesting one I have to say because my journey into OKRs uh, got into through this kind of misconception. So um, like there was a, a department head, um, like I was working uh, as a division agile coach at some point and um, I came to know that, okay, we are working with the OKRs in the organization, but I didn't have that much knowledge. So it was my journey, like be- beginning to like my um, being curious and getting into things and um, came to know about, okay, there's something like OKRs. Okay. And then I wanted to see those OKRs, but uh, it was a restricted file um, and restricted to only, um, you know, certain um, C-level executives or, you know, um, directors and uh, heads. And that was a big, I have to say now, like it's a big mis- misconception that when you work with OKRs, it has to be transparent. But if something is not visible, how would you adapt it? How would you change it? What would you like to change in it? Uh, then it's like, a, you know, um, it's it's somewhere, some written as a document somebody trying to get their own target, um, but it's not OKRs anymore. And uh, so the first misconception that happens is in the organization when you're starting with it. Be open that it's it's something that you have to like, you know, learn on the way and you need to be transparent about it. You need to understand. So there has to be somewhere a knowledge exchange, um, um, especially to the leaders, you know, that the, uh, they have to have the knowledge about the OKRs and you need to have some community created in the organization where you can also grow and learn learn through this exchanges because every organization, as I said, you can change the, like, you know, change this OKR process. It's not like setting stone. There are basic elements that it provides, although there are a lot of things that you can, you have to work uh, in, uh, to see and adapt through looking into your system. For example, when you were mentioning Ramya, in your case, um, there's a company level objective, like, you know, and then it transforms into, goes into different departments and units. There is also have to be a sync between, you know, an agreement or a kind of a process happening between uh, department and on a company level, then department on a team level or somewhere as a, you know, and I have worked with different, different, you know, processes. I've like designed many processes in the organization, um, like for the whole organization and then departments, plus something that we then saw, okay, how is it working? How are the behaviors set? And then making it a more lean process for the whole organization. So you have to really like make it a living thing um, and you need to invest in it. 
that was like you know my first um, part of like misconception then second is it's not a top down communication tool like somewhere as i said my uh, in my case somebody set somewhere some targets and it was very secret and somewhere and we have to achieve it <laughs> although so then it's it's a very big anti pattern uh, and it's nothing that um, as we also understood top down bottom up engagement is a a uh, clear distinction of moving the okrs in a great uh, direction working with the okrs in the right direction so if you see such a thing as well that maybe in the organization beginning they want to like when they're introducing they can say hey this is the direction and then still they have to give some autonomy for people to learn maybe not even contribute for the first go but maybe establish some process that they can do something or the other they you know as a bottom up approach so it's not something that you just go one way direction it's not cascading so uh, also a lot of companies do is like break this down maybe 50% we have to achieve in this and 25% to this then no it's not like cascading it you need to understand we we are aligning it's a alignment process so um it's more like creativity has to flow in this is the thing and how can this particular area um, can contribute into this um, particular goal do we need smaller goal team level goal do we need department level goal things like that so um, it's a communication facilitation tool it's a, it's a it's a helping way uh, to establish our uh ambitious goals in the organization okay so that's the second um misconception third one is that it's not a p- performance evaluation tool uh i've seen in an organization in a bigger organization of 7000 <laughs> employees um where you can of course like experiment with okrs you know um also with the performance management tool but it's it's not meant to be in that direction to be frank so like uh, i've seen in some departments some you know areas where if somebody was a, a objective owner the result owner then this person will get i don't know so and so raise after a certain amount of time it is not it is not to create a competition in the organization or a blame game in the organization so this is a very important thing to understand that what we are trying is just bringing our business closer to what we are actually working this is our normal day to day work but we are bridging this gap we are making it more um you know communicative clear to the teams and not create a more hierarchy or some kind of competition uh, in, inside teams and individuals so uh, this is another thing to understand um that of course if you want to learn okrs i can definitely recommend that you write your own objectives and key results that's how you become like you know good into certain things by practicing it um uh, but my experience with this is that you shouldn't go towards this performance management in the in the organization because it leads to blaming culture and it also leads to some kind of toxic culture in the end and so it's a modern way of goal setting that's it in a simple way um the other part is um people use this as also let's say you're doing something and you have a big to-do list uh, like things as an organization as a department as a product uh, team then you use this as a road map so we have 
let's say we are doing um, we are transforming this monolithic architecture this thing in our latest tech stack check mark 1 this is one key result we are doing another x thing um like you know and then this is another check mark let's put it as a case result 2 so what we are trying to do is we are just na- putting a name objectives and key results doing the same thing in the end and this is also something it's not for it's not a road roadmap activity driven tool it is what it is a tool where goals can be adjusted reassessed and stretched so you set some goals and um, uh, very like nicely put in it complements our lean startup um, you know thing um, that uh, which eric these has written this book right uh, like regarding mvps uh the experiment culture uh working on a hypothesis so what objectives and key results are also you can say in a layman term objectives are goals that you are setting up because you see that this will bring value key results are certain bets that you are trying to say that this will lead to this objective i think that these 3 to 5 key results will make sure that i have achieved that goal so your objective is your what how you wish to achieve that objective is coming from your key results so this can be like should be able to you should be able to adjust it like imagine that you set something um for 3 months and in a month you found out there's a structure change in the organization so yeah. if you were not able to adjust it then you are setting yourself for two more months of waste <laughs> then it's the same thing that like it's not bringing any value so important is to understand that when you it's making it everything transparent now you see it now you can talk about it and you can say hey this has changed priorities has changed can we adjust our okrs in a way that brings uh, value to the next two months so reassess them so um, it's a, uh, a very nice process in place like check-ins they we call it check-ins um, that you come together you can set up your own rhythm um you have a weekly check in some you know some when they are so mature teams are mature they can do weekly check in um when you know the company is adapting you can also do monthly check in and where you are seeing that how are we doing with the okr set how are we working with it and it should not be a status update kind of a thing but really seeing that are we really bringing value here and sometimes it may happen that you have already achieved something in you have set up for 3 month cycle you have achieved it for one month cycle then it also makes sense to stretch it and not only just said okay now we have achieved it like we our checklist is done so it's also about like okay how can we actually make progress and uh, be transparent about it be uh, we are not like shy in that case like we are having that kind of environment where we can say hey Yes, we have. We maybe we have set some low-hanging fruits. Can we make it more ambitious? Or maybe it was very ambitious, and we were great enough to do this. So let's celebrate and stretch uh, towards the next goal. What we can achieve. So celebration is also part of very um, like um, if you want to succeed with OKRs. um celebration is something like when you do um, a sprint go when you achieve a sprint goal we say you celebrate this as well right similarly in okrs when you have achieved your cycle you've achieved your um you know okrs um you must also celebrate that success 
because you're learning through the process so i think these are overall like you know uh, my takes on or my experiences on these misconceptions that happens or uh, in organization and how can we transform them as well and change them wow these are the things it's amazing to uh, know these misconceptions and i'm sure that you have uh, busted so many bubbles of misconceptions around okr with these uh, uh, points that you have mentioned and it was so amazing to know uh, how you have put simply uh, in a layman's term to understand what okrs are and uh, yes i mean uh, since we talked about uh, what what are okrs and how we do at an organization level and uh, what are the misconceptions uh, what i would also like to uh, understand is okr emphasize uh, measurement and data and you also spoke about uh, data and uh, using that data and measuring it right so could you explain how organizations can effectively track and measure progress now we are coming to the core of okr process this question actually touches where we like how how okrs are lived in the organization and it touches the core thing is about okr process there is also okr process like we have in scrum we have a you know we start with uh, our cycle with planning meeting um then you know we have refinement sessions during the cycle then in the end we do a retrospective for every day alignment we have a daily meetings okay so i just want you to understand this in a simple a simple way the okr process also because now it will be very clear to you how it has transformed and similarly in okrs you it's very important that a okr cycle starts with a planning meeting mm-hmm. so now you you can imagine of course the process gets complicated when we are talking about all the levels in the organization um this is where that's why we need okr coaches okr champs okr supporters sparing partners this is where the different roles also gets in um and you, you know, there is very nice book uh, okrs at the center from natalia and there is also different material available which we can maybe put in the link in the podcast um where they talk about different stances of what you can you know uh, as with the okrs you can take those are very crucial in supporting the okr process so you start with some kind of okr planning session where you plan where exactly what kind of goals we are setting and um, then you can even have planning one planning two based on like either you there are also different ways to do it um some uh, companies do like one day um like or everyone is doing the planning meeting second day they align uh you know from different departments and you know divisions that are going in this direction this is what we have said so keeping the gap less is great as well uh although i've also seen that um when the organization is getting mature in that direction of you know they also do it like this that each department is doing their own okr planning then they do plan one maybe like you know short planning one to two hours and they uh, do a planning two session to see okay yes and they keep a gap of a one week wherein they align with the other level you know other departments or other teams um so alignment happens anyways right this is very important because you're setting something for the next three months so it's crucial 
So then you have this planning meeting where you will set your objectives and key results. Then the cycle starts. Then there's some kind of a kickoff uh, for the organization. Like um, in our organization, we have something like uh, all hands wherein um, the final objectives and key results for the organizations are being shared. And um, there are also different ways that each department do their own kickoff kind of that, you know, let's make it transparent. This is our final objectives and key results. This is what we are trying to do. But it's important to set a tone. And it's important that leaders are setting this tone, that they're making it clear that this is important. If if they are not making this important, then um, I feel like it's losing its, um, uh, like, uh, quality, the things that it can bring, you know, um, it will lose. The culture that is built when it comes from the uh, leader. Exactly. So it's important that they set the tone, they like elevate and they also uh, do some kind of, you know, um, encouragement um, and share that this is which this is the direction we are going towards and this is what we have set. So that's how the it's kicked off. Then you can decide during the cycle if a weekly check in, bi-weekly check in or a monthly check in, whatever fits into your organization, to your needs, into your based on how complex it is, you know, because uh, when I worked with 7,000 employees, it was different. When I worked with 4,000 employees, it was different kind of complexity. When I worked with um, like just a complete department as a, you know, coach, then it's different. So you need to see what works best for your people. Just simply inspect and adapt kind of thing. Apply that. You have that check-in. And as I said before, check-in is not something like you just say something, <laughs> this is my objective. Uh, I've also seen like green, red, yellow. So rather like, you know, um, yeah, like these, this happens, right? Like in reality, uh, companies feel that this is easier, but it's more about communication again. So don't forget that element. When we're doing a check-in, this is where I'm stuck. This is what is happening. I see this risk. Make it clear, make it transparent. Maybe you find solutions and you connect them like as a separate meeting with different people. But this is the place for exactly sharing how is the progress being made uh, with that, uh, the OKR set that you have created or where you are participating. Then in the end of the cycle, you have a review. So review like we do in our scrum, we do a review. So in review, what happens is also like you share the OKR set and said, this is what was achieved. This is the lessons learned. And this is what, you know, you celebrate success. And you also share that, yeah, these were the issues that we faced. For example, when my, like my department was transitioning for them, one of the lessons learned was that they were having a lot of output driven key results, doing X, doing Y, doing Z. Then they had some trainings on the way and then they mentioned as a learning that uh we can create more outcome oriented key results and let's spend time on that. And let's, you know, and this is coming from them. And when it's coming from them, then then the real transformation is happening because they have their behavior is changing. Right. So reviews are for that kind of like, you know, you come together, share uh, things then in the end of retro, what can we do actually, we can derive from this cycle. So as I said, they said, uh, let's, you know, spend more time in outcome-driven key results. Let's challenge each other. 
then they came up with okay what kind of three uh, ways we can uh, you know um, methods which we can apply in order to challenge our okrs so let's you know use that we did a lot of sparing offline you know uh, three people connected four people connected they challenge each other each other's okr set so that was one of the great action that came out of it that led to more quality like bringing more quality towards the okr so so you since you saw like i mentioned four key elements in the process planning check in review and a retro so these are essential elements and this is this makes the uh, okr cadence and cycle um, complete and this happens usually in three month cycle three months uh, you know duration and uh, this way the organizations can track and measure the progress in a constant manner and learn from it and as i also highlighted there are of course different um, okr roles that you have like you know uh, supporter okr champ okr coach that that helps to learn, make this process like lived in the organization that is very important and yeah i think this is what basically as a coach also i emphasize on wow so just to uh, put it in a crux if i look at it on, uh, in a way that it still aligns to uh, the pillars of transparency inspection and adaptation where uh, we expect people to be transparent to come together to share the information and then based on that inspect on how we are progressing are we aligned to it if not what are the things that we can do and then quickly adapt to to the actual goals so in a, in a way of a complete loop uh, in a way and you really summarize it in a in those four steps that you mentioned uh, that was really awesome uh, nia and you also mentioned that uh, there are people you know dedicatedly doing this when in, uh, calling them as an okr coach or a champ uh, my next question is when you start with a team uh, as a coach specific to okr i mean where do you start first i mean what is the first starting point for any specific team so i'm going to give you a secret ingredient um today <laughs> that really really works uh, at least like now i can't like being a okr coach on enterprise level for such big organizations um have tried this um for good time and uh, eventually also saw a lot of success with it so the first thing which is quite important quite difficult but the mantra with okrs is that you need to understand that there has to be a mindset shift happening and that mindset shift comes with understanding um, basically three things uh, and differentiating these three things in the day to day work and which is first what is output what is outcome and what is impact so the foundation of okrs lies with these three three definitions understanding these how we are living it how we are working with these three things um and what i've seen is often like even after teaching coaching uh people still get into mixing these concepts and you require time like practicing multiple cycles every organization every department if new it's like a new team is formed new member you know and or maybe let's say there's a mature team already there one new team member comes in 
the composition changes correct correct so similarly you have the established definitions but if people are joining in the company you need constant learning constant teaching um you know um bringing them together onboarding them so um very important setting this foundation and i will explain you now what does it mean in simple language i mean in different um, also like what i've learned is sometimes with different coaches the trainings different available you know or um, famous trainings available sometimes different books there are different definitions there but what has stuck to me what has worked with me and you know with several coaches that i worked with we we came together and really defined that and that like uh, became something that i know that it will truly will go in and this will truly work in okay so output basically is is an artifact that delivered through the activities you can say the things that you you know do in your day to day work um it could be for example um for a project manager creating a project plan could be an output reports that the uh, this person is making or if a developer is there he's coding or she is coding okay so any activity that you are doing um writing a book i'm writing an article let's say so these are just the activities i'm doing okay then um there is outcome and then there is impact so outcome uh, in a very simple definition it is a measurable change in human behavior that drives business results and now it's sounds very simple although applying this is difficult and to practice it is very difficult because it has that in elements a lot of different elements that you will know when you will work with it and this definition actually came from the book called outcomes over output from joshua sidon sure. and i recommend anybody who wants to start with okrs um or not even with okrs even product teams this is an absolute game changer and definitely it has helped uh, me like you know establish right understanding and to start with the okrs with the right thought process in place and this is what we also coached and teached um, many many employees and leaders in the organization even c levels so as i said outcomes are like um, measurable change in human behavior that drives business results and now what it could be for example um an example that we can put is for example we have to um reduce cost in the organization and um then the outcome or um, the thing that we could do is basically or an output could be that we improve the usability of those confusing fe- features that we have through that maybe we can it's a bet we can maybe um reduce cost but what are we changing along the way like the feature we improve something but what are we changing along the way what behavior change are we bringing here and the outcome would be fewer people calling tech support for example if fewer people will call one of the outcome right if they will call less in the tech support we may reduce cost uh, uh, uh like you know in the organization so there was something changed and it is related with people and that is the powerful thing if we understood that as an outcome then you are able to measure it easily so 
other like aspects in the outcome is like for example user attention or price sensitivity when we see some kind of ads or when going to supermarket you know when we see something like that okay it's 1.99 it's like you know i'm talking in euros <laughs> coming from germany but um, so you it creates some kind of urgency that i should buy it when it's a bigger when it's a expensive thing then it's like 999 kind of thing right so it creates an urgency that it, cha- it changes my behavior to not buy it later but buy it now right wow so so this is what you have to understand when we uh, uh, what we understand with outcome in terms of okrs and what's the impact impact is like a um, for example as you said ramya like in we, the company wants to increase sales increase revenue they want to in the end organizations want to make money that's one bottom line we, which we need to understand right so that's the impact they want to create but there are different kind of impact also company can create like they want to have recognition a company wants to create its brand value they want to create awareness about their brand there um, there could be another thing like uh, a company wants to establish that their yeah they want to come at a great place to work with a category right so that is also exactly valid. this is yeah so maybe they have achieved their uh, like the company is working really well and then they set up like this is the impact they want to have or female leaders they want to have female leaders in the organization could be so those are those impact side uh, which could be more or less you can um, easily distinguish with money parameter or a higher thing that they want to achieve outcome is something that you wish to change how we can achieve that impact so there is a link and um, when we know outcome like that's the important aspect that we teach the individuals if we understood that this is the change in behavior we wish to get then you can find out multiple outputs multiple activities that pays into outcome so it's not one way of okay can improve usability of confusing features for that particular outcome for reducing cost but maybe we can do something else as well because we know the outcome what we want to go for is fewer people calling tech support how can we make sure that few, fewer people are calling tech support maybe there is something more that we can do we can there are questions and surveys that we can ask through this like different kind of initiatives that you can come up with and that is what outcome does you are more closer to creating the impact if you are not knowing it's again the same philosophy of why we know what we are trying to change we know multiple ways of reaching that goal and the probability increases the predictability increases and this is the beauty of okrs it tries to make this because every day what we are doing in today's world it's assum- like all assumptions but we think like this is what we need to do this is the feature like you know this is the thing that we want to do and we caught up into this output thinking because this is the most natural way i want to like today i have my podcast i need to do this today right so it's an activity but it's this is what our vocab is right this is what our thing this is what is our let's say drives our time and so it's very easy to caught up in this output thinking but then we have to think about how can i make this podcast valuable in my life what can i do like you know that will change that 
and again the impact i want to have is that more and more people comes and sees that and gets the knowledge right so that is the outcome thinking and maybe okay after this podcast um something else happens you try to bring this knowledge to your organization right so right. different kind of things will start getting in when we start thinking about what kind of outcome we want to achieve and this is the foundation that uh, i as a coach or uh, i work with several coaches this is something that we start with first defining making it clear and then taking examples from their own day to day work like let's say whatever product you are building whatever project you are working in so taking that as an example and understanding how can we break this into what is the output what is the outcome what is the impact and the other second step would be how can we derive the key results out of this outcome okay so that was um, yeah like one major thing i would say kind of like really um yeah is a base for okrs and secondly i would say is speaking the same language spread this um like if if one department is talking about some other outcome or one department is talking about different approach um like there are different different approaches you know so you can have it it can work for some time but in the end you want an organization to come together and progress together so it is better that you align also the same language across the organization so second thing that as a coach i would i would like to do is or i do is sparing partner like work with different coaches in different departments trying to align that definition and align what is happening and you know trying to say the same thing and third thing is training and coaching providing this training and coaching to individuals teams departments um we we did common trainings as well and but we also did is like more one to one or team to team based coaching based on what where they were in their journey and how can we elevate them and bring bring them forward so yeah i think these three things um kind of outlines for me wow amazing uh, that's i think pretty much uh, covers everything uh, about how one should uh, coach uh, uh, okrs implementation and uh, how should we go about it maybe uh, the last question before you uh, will let you go uh, is that for for our listeners who are inspired to start implementing okrs after listening uh, to your explanation and uh, your way of teaching i would say rather what would be your top picks of actionable advice uh, for our listeners a very nice question <laughs> and i didn't even realize that we are coming to an end uh, but yeah it's like i can really talk about like this is a favorite of mine so we're like just to keep it simple i would say start simple keep it simple don't think that you will achieve everything uh, with the okrs you need to know what are the top two or three problems that you wish to focus upon through which you want to uh, like you know you want to work with okrs in your organization to start so start with start simple start with the why um not not um you know thinking of that we will also in the first sites like first cycles don't go for moonshots rather roof shots and what do i mean by that is moonshots like very ambitious goals 
and feeling then overwhelmed that what are we working on we are not achieving anything but rather yeah go slow ambitious goals that you realizable you know ambitious but yet realizable those roof shots that you know that you can achieve so that it gives you a kind of confidence as an organization that you can work with it because it requires time to understand the rhythm to understand the process to actually gain gain the like you know um things with okrs um benefits of the okrs actually so it takes time so maybe the second would be that and third as i said speak the same language and teach the same language so wow. don't use jargons and multiple different method methods names droppings but rather create a simple you know like simple languages uh, language and also share the same with everyone and i think that will help everyone to get onboarded very easily and will not feel that okay are there something i don't know what but it will just make uh, them feel that yes it's something just like a a framework that we have worked upon and uh, we can like easily um you know then gain benefit out of it so those were, those would be my like yeah last words and i would also love to share that maybe some books would be very beneficial as i mentioned along the way uh, so outcomes over output is one of them okrs at the center is another one and radical focus by christiane wotke is also a very beautiful um, like piece with okrs and she has explained everything very nicely how they have applied okrs in different organization and she also elaborated upon the process so i think yeah so deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do wow amazing uh, that was a wonderful uh, explanation i would say and i'm sure our listeners uh, would have gained so much from this conversation because uh, from for the beginners who do not understand uh, what okrs are you made it very simple and i felt it like as a crash course to be honest so thank you so much neha for doing this and uh, coming over to our podcast and uh, giving so many insights it was great uh, learning from you thank you so much neha once again thank you neha thank you so much both of you ramya and vivek um, amazing thing that you are doing i'm loving your pod- podcast uh, today even i was watching one of them so great and i'm so happy that uh, i'll be also in your list then so much listeners for listening to us patiently we will meet you again with new episode till then if you like this podcast please do like share and subscribe to our podcast show the podcast by agile coaching round table acrt with ramya shastri and vivek kuntoji